Welcome everyone into the Everyday Experience Podcast, a show called It's Probably You. I'm your host, LDP, and today we are stepping back into the theme. This is all about the theme of this season. I've got Jesus on the microphone. How are you, my friend? I'm good and in person. We're back in person. This is fantastic. So like, I'm pretty excited about the fact that we're back together. We're There's no Zoom. We've got everything connected. Isn't it cool to just have everything back to being like connected and in front of us? So much easier to set everything up. Mics are cl- clicked in and we can just jump in. Yeah, I love this. This is a lot of fun. And today what we wanted to talk about is we wanted to bring it back to the theme. Um, we know that the theme for this season is relax, reflect, and recharge, right? So now we are here to talk about reflection. So that's what this whole episode is about. First off, I want to shout out everyone who decided, if you want to hear, here you go. Uh, I'm just handing a coaster over. That's the, that's the beauty of being in person. I can, I can give him a coaster. (laughs) Um, We're talking about reflection, right? And what does that really look like? What does that really mean? So we're going to do a deeper dive into it. Shout out to everyone who decided to take the Instagram poll. Thank all of you because you've given us some additional content to look at. And I've also got an article. I've got so much for us. This is a beautiful thing. I love it. So with that being said, Let's look at the definition of reflection, right? So we already did relaxation and the buffer and all the things that came out of it. That was a fantastic conversation because I never even thought about the buffer that that time between like I want to relax, but I have to do all these things to get to a point where I can relax. So there was a lot that came out of that episode. So let's look at the definition of reflection in and of itself. So I've got two definitions for you. I've got the off of the Oxford definition or the Oxford language says serious thought or consideration. And then Webster says consideration of some subject matter, idea or purpose. So when you read that, what does that say to you when you kind of look through that information? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is the regular kind of reflection that people I think mostly associate it with. And that's how you felt or how you feel about yeah. what happened. Right. Mm-hmm. But to me, this, this one gets interesting because I feel like my view of reflection has been skewed so much coming from the corporate world. And, Thank, I, yes. and I don't know if you come yes. from the same yeah. thing yep. where it's, yep. it feels like in the corporate world, reflection, I'm using quotation marks here in the air, <laughs> it, it is so quantifiable. Like They want yep. everything to be number based. Yep. Go back and look at it. It's not about how you felt about how you did. It's like, show me the numbers to show me how it did. Yeah. And I think that has started to skew my personal reflections where I feel very negative if I can't have numbers to back up that I felt good. In that <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of where I want to start the ball or, or see what your thoughts are on that. Because I know you come from that corporate world, too. And yep. Is that how you all follow? It's the same thing. And so like having been in leadership, like that's where a lot of my thought process and everything comes from is leadership, right? Mm -hmm. So when I think about reflection, it's the exact same thing. It's like, how can I quantify the end result? And that's not, and if you look, look at the definition, serious thought or consideration, consideration of subject matter, idea, or purpose. Did you hear anything about a number? Did you hear anything about quantifying like the result? Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that we're at, for whatever reason, we are now, and I think it's societal. Like, I don't think it's just us growing up in a corporate world. I think it's societal now where it's like, in order for you to reflect, you have to be able to say that you had one input and an output. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know if that's fair. Well, it's just so much easier to track all of that now, right? Yeah, absolutely. In the old days, old days, even just before we started putting everything into databases and things like that, 
you would finish something and then you'd go home and then you would have time to just think about it. Yeah. Oh, this is what I did. You didn't have to worry so much. Did I sell 50% more than yesterday? Or, hey, <laughs> did I make enough to keep the store happy? And yeah. And to a point, there's you want to think about the numbers, but not as granular as we do nowadays, right? Yeah. And so I think the focusing on reflection when it's about how you felt, I think that's healthy and I think that's very helpful. Yeah. I do think uh, focusing also on the numbers can be helpful, but it can be detrimental. And to me, reflection, it, I, I think of negative stuff. Because when yeah. <laughs> to me, I only have, when I reflect, I have very negative thoughts about everything I do. Yeah. So in order for me to kind of break that, I need someone else in my reflections. So my wife is the one right now that kind of takes that spot where she knows me well enough to be like, yeah, but you did this or this went well. Because no matter how well I felt something went, as soon as I start thinking about it, I'm like, oh, but this could have gone better, or that could have gone better, or this could have gone better. And then just keeps spiraling down. And I think it's because I'm trying to add in, like, if I would have done better, then this number, this input would have came in, this output would have <laughs> yep. went up, like you, like you put it. So do you have that much negativity when you think about reflections? Or is, this I'm is, curious because you do like yoga and things like that. And I'm yeah. wondering if that contributes to where you have more time to kind of feel better about those. Things. So I'm one of those individuals who, uh, and my wife probably hates it. I do a ton of reflection, um, but I'm also, so like, let's just, we'll just, we'll just make it very vulnerable. Cause it's like, what, what's the point of having the show for not, I am hypercritical about like everything. Like I'm a very hypercritical person. Um, and I'm also like, I, uh, moody sounds too basic. I feel like I'm more <laughs> complex than moody, but I am a moody person. So it's like, I have things I'm like, this is how I want things to be. So like, I already have a preconceived notion of how things are going to go. So I try to control a lot of the things that take place within my life so that it goes the way that I want to go. What I've had to learn how to do is to compromise so that like my wife doesn't have to live in a world where I just rule everything. <laughs> like that's not, that's not the way that anybody wants to live. So when I think about reflection, a lot of the reflection that I do is internal. So a lot of the time where I'm thinking about like, it's not necessarily negative, right? So if just to, like, to answer your question, it's not a negative thought process that I go through when I'm reflecting. But I am hypercritical of myself and I'm not as concerned with outputs as I am the process of the input. So I'm more concerned with so like using yoga as a thought process. Right. So there are yoga poses that I would like to get to. I know that I'm not there yet. So my more like when I reflect, my reflection is like, did I do enough prep work during the week of like stretching and like I'm using bands now to like create resistance so like i'm stepping into that advanced phase now now that I, like, i've already gone through the other part of it so now i'm stepping into the advanced phase of like using like tension to try to create things so like i'm reflecting on did i do enough to get myself to the point where i could do it and if i still couldn't do it then what do i need to do so it's not necessarily negative but i do think that i find myself going down the negative path and i'm wondering like why is that reflection like why is the reflection usually based in negativity and not positivity well it's, it's that need to always be better right yeah especially again skewed by the whole corporate thing but there's never uh oh we did great let's let's stay here for a bit it's always <laughs> like okay we did great we could have done better let's do better let's yeah. move up just let's change this let's change that and this is constant need to up 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 so when you're thinking about things it's always about like well what should i have done yeah what can i change yeah uh I think I'm a little bit better nowadays, you know, where I do try to just think of like, you know, I, I 
things are going pretty well in my life. I'm, I'm pretty happy with how, uh, how things are. So I try to focus on things like that. But uh, it's hard, man. You know, it's hard. <laughs> you just want to you just want to keep thinking more, more, more. Yeah. Uh, sometimes what you have is enough. But remembering that, being able to reflect in that moment of that's what you have. That's rough. Well, even reflection in general, because I feel like just reading the definition of it, right? Like serious thought or consideration, consideration of subject matter, idea or purpose, like that idea of purpose, right? I feel like sometimes, and I'm just going to put this out there, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels this way. Sometimes in a corporate setting, I feel like there's things that I'm doing that there's no purpose to. Um, Sometimes it's like I'm doing this because it looks good to somebody, Mm -hmm. but What's the actual purpose? So when you throw it, like when I read this, right, and I heard and I saw purpose, that compl- like I had to think about that, like what purpose? Like I know that that's a small word, but it's a big word because when I think about like our show, what's the purpose of the show? The show is to connect people and understand that we have more in common. And if you feel guilty, it's probably you. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah, like it's a catchphrase. But at the end of the day, like if you hear us talking about something, you start feeling guilty. You should probably think about why you feel guilty. Like that's the purpose of the show. Right. So like when you think of purpose in reflection, what like you, you talked about the negativity. Why is it negative? Like, why do we go back to negativity when the goal of it is to consider something and come out with a different result? Well, I think for me personally is because most of my thoughts before were about work. Like mm-hmm. I, I, we've talked about this before, but yep. you know, a little yep. bit of workaholics, right? We yeah, like, we are. We, we, are. Like, we, we both like want to be really good at our job. We want to be good at our job. Yeah, but, but now that, you know, uh, we mentioned that I've had my son, yep. now I feel like a lot of my thoughts for the first time, most of my day isn't thinking about work. Isn't it crazy? The it's, shift? It's weird. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a shift. And I thought it was going to be harder for me. But now I'm like, you know, why do I got to work so many hours? You know, like, <laughs> why can't I have more time to yeah. do stuff that I want? Yeah. So if you would have asked me just a few months ago, I would have been like, oh, that's my purpose. Like, get better at work mm-hmm. in my day to day. When I reflect, that's what I'm reflecting about. Yeah. And now it's more of like, you know what? What can I do differently to, for my son? So my health is something that I'm reflecting yeah, and on. And you've a been lot doing a really life. good job. As I as I drink a beer and you just had water. <laughs> I just had water. Well, that's something that I've been reflecting on a lot because I don't want to, when my son is older, be limiting the things that we can do because I'm out of shape. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. I'd gain a couple pounds. You know, COVID weight was gone, but it was long before COVID. Yeah. And, and it wasn't just the weight; it's that I stopped wanting to do things outside because I just felt like I was always tired of it. Like yeah. walking around at the parks or doing things that we'd always do. It, it didn't appeal to me anymore and I, I love that stuff or I used to Yeah. so I started thinking about it you know talking to my wife and I'm like you know what I need to make that change so I would think about like okay how can I make that change like yeah. what, what do I need to do what is that going to get me and I think about like oh it's going to be fun when I go to the park with my son and we're playing games together we're chasing around and so now that's a form of positive reflection right? that, is, yeah. that is that to me that is absolutely positive reflection because I'm not focusing on the like oh I'm so out of shape it's more of like no you know what this is what I'm gonna get to do well you're adding the purpose in yeah that's so so when we talked about this like that's when you start to add the purpose in the reason why you're reflecting and you're doing these things is because you have an output of I want to be able to spend more healthy time with my son doing whatever we want to do without being concerned that you're going to have limitations. So you've created a purpose in that. So I want to read this. So um, this came from why you should make time for reflection, even if you hate doing it. This is from a Harvard Business Review. And if we have enough time, we'll dive into the article. If not, we'll just go through you know the IG stuff. But um, this is what it said. The most useful reflection 
involves the conscious consideration and analysis of beliefs and actions for the purpose of learning. So I want to stop. I want to just keep it there. There's more to it, but I want you to hear that, right? I want to read that again. The most useful reflection involves the conscious consideration and analysis of beliefs and actions for the purpose of learning. I think the analysis part's important, you know, because sometimes we think reflection is just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, just like, thinking about well, I thought about what I did, but <laughs> the analysis and the like, okay, how did it make me feel? What did mm-hmm. it, how did I quantify it? What did I do? You know, you're applying something to it. Yeah. That's when it becomes helpful. And that's a true reflection. It's not just the thought that you had. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when I think about this, right, and I read this, I really enjoyed reading this. And I think the reason why this came to mind and I really enjoyed it was because of the analysis of beliefs and the actions for the purpose of learning. Because when I read this whole article, right, and what they talked about was this was mostly geared toward leadership. And you, if you know me, I think that there is a massive issue with leadership just in general like i think we just have an issue with leadership people take titles and think that makes them leaders and i can go on a whole tangent about that that's a whole other episode but with that being said i love the like you might firmly believe in something but when you're given new information you have to be able to critically think and change your mind and when i read that that's what i got from it is like for me reflection isn't like I need to tell me that I'm right. Like my reflection time is like, I need to let Lance know that Lance is right. That's not what I do when I reflect. It's more of a like, if I'm wrong, why am I wrong? And what can I do to get better? I mean, but that's so hard nowadays, right? It's nowadays, so hard. Yeah, our culture is like, you can't be wrong. And if you were wrong, you can't admit you were wrong. <laughs> just keep saying you were right until <laughs> yeah. it's right. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's just... It's so, toxic, yeah, bro. It's, toxic. it's so toxic. It messes you up. Yeah. And it, it's like seen... It, I think we're doing a little bit better nowadays. Especially right now, we're getting a little bit uh, kind of shifting away. At least I hope, at least in the circles that I'm seeing, of like, hey, if you're wrong and you change it, that's not weakness. That's yeah. you figuring it out yeah. and it sounds dumb because it, it kind of full circle we go through phases of this but that's rough that's hard it, it really is hard and i think about why is it important to reflect like so when i think about why i do reflection usually though to be fair usually it's because something happened and i think it goes back to like there's a there's a, there has to be like a catalyst right there's a catalyst that gets you to want to reflect on something right so catalyst reflection so we understand that those things go hand in hand but i think it's about understanding that it's not a need to be perfect it is a need to understand how you can live a better life like how can i live a life with less anxiety how can i live a life with less anger to me when i think about reflection it's not about being right it's about living a better life Because if I want it to be right all the time, that's never going to happen. Like, I can't attain a lifestyle where I'm always right. I can attain a lifestyle where I have less stress because I'm thinking about the world differently. And I'm thinking about myself differently. So I love this idea of, like, new information should create a new thought process. Like, I I love, like, like my wife makes fun of me a lot because, like, I'll be like, I'm going to do this. And then I'll get new information. Like, well, I'll change my mind. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, I am the king of changing my mind. But... I don't need to be right. I just want to be able to have, I want to be happy. I'd rather be like happy than right. Yeah. With happy is a weird one for me because uh, it sounds on paper. You say uh, you want to be happy and it makes complete sense. Right. 
But something I thought about is like, there's that same thing, this need to always be in that happy mood at all times, yeah. where sometimes it's okay to just be content. And that's something I think about a lot, yeah. where uh, especially for anyone or people who have had like feelings of depression or, or sadness when they were younger, when you're older, if you're not constantly feeling that, like, oh, I'm happy right now, it's like, oh, am I, what's wrong? Right? Oh, yeah, there's always something yeah, wrong with something you. Something's not, not wrong. <laughs> sometimes it's just like, I just want to chill. Sometimes yeah. you don't need that extra moment of uh, being content is not be you can be content without being happy is my long way of saying that yeah right so it was just just one I 100% agree with you though Mm -hmm. and here's something that I feel myself doing like I like to feel my feelings Mm -hmm. like I like if I'm upset I like to just be upset if I'm happy I like to just be happy like whatever I'm feeling I like to just feel it all the way I'll just be mad and just let me be mad. Like, I'm okay with just being mad. And it's because, like, I accept that emotions are not my, like, that's not who I am. Like, I know my, like, again, to come back to self-awareness. We've talked about self-awareness so much. It's like, I am okay with being upset. See, I am fine with that, it. That's a hard thing to do. And that's a, a lot of people don't do that. Like, the way I was raised is you can't. You don't show any of that. Yep. At all times, you're just the... Happy host, everything is good to go no matter what's going on, right? Yeah. And it eventually just gets so engraved that that just becomes how, how you are. And yeah. I, I see it in my siblings because yeah. we were raised in the same household and they do the same things. Yeah. So it, it's it's hard to get to a place where you could just feel confident enough in like, I'm happy now, I'm feeling happy, I'm sad now, I'm feeling sad. Yeah. And I just have to play the character at all times. You yeah, so like I, so. I do have to give a lot of credit to my upraising. Like when I start to like when I start to hear and talk to more people. I was raised in a very different scenario than most people were raised in. I was raised in a scenario where like I was allowed to really just like feel what I feel and do what I want to do. I didn't have to deal with like trying to please anybody else. Like that was never something that I had to concern myself with at any point in time. And and that it shows, you know? It yeah. shows that you you yeah. have that kind of uh I keep saying confidence, but you you're able to express that and it's just not the case for a lot of people. And I didn't know that. And dude, when I, can I tell you that like, like making friends and like talking to people, it was crazy when I started to understand like the obligations that they felt like they had. I feel an obligation to do the right thing and to be around people that I care about, but I don't feel the obligation that like, if I don't, that it's going to cause a problem. Yeah. It's, it's a balance, you know, because you also don't want to be too direct, right? Like you don't want to be too like, oh, I don't want this. And you just tell someone that you want to be a little bit more uh, with the nuance. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you don't want to use it as an excuse of like, oh, I'm I'm honest. Therefore, I'm mean. Because you know? <laughs> yeah. that's not the same thing. Well, that happens to me a lot, though, because I'm so direct. I do think that sometimes people will take it as like, you're just being a jerk. And it's like, well, I just know my boundaries and I know I, I know myself enough to know, like, I have a limit. So as cool and chill as I am, and, my, and the thing is, I will say it's grown. Like, the limit has gone from, like, very, very small, and I'd blow up, to very, like, wide. And I know that about myself, right? So that has expanded. But at the end of the day, it's still there. And I still know that there are things that are going to bother me. And I, and I know that once I get there, I am not, I'm not the person who's afraid of confrontation. There are people who are afraid of confrontation. They don't want to deal with confrontation. I'm not one of those people. And I know that that's not how everybody lives. So I know that it could become like really difficult for other people. So that's why I try to put myself into the situation so I don't turn into that person. Yeah. And that's, and that's part of reflection, though. So here's the other part, right? So I want to read the rest of this, right? Reflection gives the brain an opportunity 
to pause amidst the chaos. Untangle and sort through observations and experiences, consider multiple possible interpretations, and create meaning. The meaning becomes learning, which can then inform future mindsets and actions. So when I read that, here's what I what I read that what I basically took from it was the more that you can reflect on the things that you've already gone through, the more that you can be present in the moment when those things come again, and then you can make the decisions that positively impact you. That's how I read. I'm going to read it again for those who are listening in. So reflection gives the brain an opportunity to pause amidst the chaos, untangle and sort through observations and experiences that observations and experiences, right? Consider multiple possible interpretations and create meaning. This meaning becomes learning, which can then inform future mindsets and actions. While you're reading that to me, what I'm thinking about is like how you're choosing what you're going to spend that time to reflect on, right? Yeah. But it's kind of odd because it's, again, liking it back to work. You work, let's say your shift, you do all your time. Do you, and I'm speaking in general, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yourself, mm-hmm. do you block off time at work to do the reflection or do you bring it home and now you're reflecting about work at home? Mm-hmm. You're not really reflecting on your own personal stuff anymore. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. And w- the questions that we have, we're going to get to the IG poll because we've got like daily versus weekly and like, what is it that you reflect on? So a lot of that is coming next. So let's talk about myself, right? I actually block off time to do my reflection at work. I had, I've had multiple mentors. So I know I've talked about this on the show. I, every quarter, I reach out to mentors of mine and I just go through some certain exercises with them for myself. That's a part of my own development. But I see myself as a high-level leader. So in my mind, if I want to lead other people, I have to put in the work to be able to lead other people. You can't just say you want to lead people because you're just great. You know, like, like what happens I, a lot. Which yeah. is, dude, a lot. it's like these people are like, I'm great just because. And it's like, so what did you do to be great? Well, they speak loud and they speak <laughs> often. You know? The squeaky reel gets the grease, right? Yeah. And that's what they think. And in my mind, it's like, no, I want to, I, I want to do the hard work so that when I stand up in front of somebody and I say something, I have data or I have something to put behind it, right? So I meet with mentors every quarter and we talk through things and I just get perspective. Like I seek out the perspective, whether it's hard or not, I think it's important to seek out that perspective. And what it does for me is it gives me an opportunity to reset. Like to me, when I think about reflection, you should be resetting. There should be a reset that takes place when you reflect. What is the point of taking in new information or thinking about something that you did wrong and then doing the same thing again? But to your point, we have so many people that lead with no desire to change. It's my way or the highway. <laughs> they, they have zero desire to do better or be better. And that to me is the, is the scariest part. Like I don't want a leader that can't take in new information and then change the way that they're focusing and doing something. Right. To me, that's terrifying. Well, I mean, it's a trick balance because they also need to make sure that they are... Uh, they can't just jump around different ideas, right? A leader sets yeah. the pace and everyone follows in. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so hard to get a good leader because they know that that balance. Going back to my question about the uh, the time blocked off. See, I feel like if I was to block off time at work and say, hey, I'm going to be reflecting on what I did, no one would let me do it. But if I said, hey, I'm going to analyze some of the stuff, some of the data that I did, they'd be okay with that. And I, I don't know why companies are so obsessed with keeping those two things separate. Like, those are the same. Like if it's if you're not doing, doing something like a tangible 
what, what I mean is like actually doing a file or uh, leading somebody like in training or, or doing it like that, then you're not working. Yeah. You know, and you need that time. If they're not doing it at work, they're going to do it at home. Yeah. And if they're doing it at home, some people are not going to want to. And then they're not going to be reflecting on their work and now their work suffers. And they're not going to get yeah. any better. That's the whole thing. So like I've actually blocked it out and I, I've got friends of mine. We started doing this thing called like what's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So like now we're doing a positive reflection. So like I have it on my calendar every single day. A couple friends of mine, we get together every single day right before the day ends. And we talk about like what's one, one good thing that happened during the day. And we just started doing that. And you would think, oh, that's silly. That has been amazing. Like, I thought it was silly, too, at the beginning. I was like, oh, whatever. Like, we'll just do this little thing. And I'm the one who brought it up. Like, it was my idea. <laughs> one of the people I work with, a couple of my friends, they put it on the calendar. And literally, we just messed each other. Like, what's your one good thing for the day? And it seems silly. But, man, is that impactful to just be like, let's just talk about one good thing that happened. Because what we have a tendency to do, everybody has a tendency to do is focus on the negative. It's way easier to talk about things that went wrong than to talk about things that went right. It's way easier to do it because it's easier to bash than it is to build. Like, it's so much easier to destroy than it is to build. Well, that's why a lot of the times, instead of having a reflection on yourself, you reflect on your coworkers, right? <laughs> you, like, yeah, you bash somebody oh, else. I'm doing great, but their numbers are bad. They're not doing this. You're yeah. not thinking about your own stuff. Yeah, they're not it's, good. It, it, it's harder to look at your own things and go like, ooh, I'm not doing great. Like, <laughs> or, or, hey, I am doing great. Yeah, right? It's yeah. like it's hard to look at your own personal stuff. So yeah. I'm curious about this poll that you put up. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we've got the IG poll. I want to take a closer look at this um, and just give people an opportunity to kind of like, reflect right i do think that it's really important that not only do you think about what reflection means to you but you think about that self-awareness piece that's that's the critical element to me so we decided to ask some people what they think right let's Mm -hmm. get some people's opinions so we're going to go through some of the poll results and then i've got some of the responses here because we like to leave it open-ended for those people who don't really they don't a a poll or a number isn't enough for them they have something else that they want to show so we did it in uh, an Instagram poll. Again, thank you to everybody who participated. Again, I can't read through all of these. I am so thankful that all of you decided to respond, but I can't read them all. So with that being said, first question I put up was, how often do you take time to reflect? And I want you to answer this too. Daily, weekly, monthly, or other? So before I give you the answer, what about you? If we're talking about where you're analyzing your own thoughts and things like that, I'd say at least weekly. Okay. Yeah. So... Of those, daily, weekly, monthly, and other, which one do you think was the highest? I'd say daily, because I don't think they were thinking about the same, like, analyzing their Yeah, so I was surprised by this. So daily actually was the highest, Mm -hmm. and it was at 45%. Uh, Next one was weekly at 35%, and then monthly and other were both at 10%. And I want to read some of these responses, too. Um, One response was, does extreme self-deprecation count? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it could. Right? <laughs> I mean, if that's how you like to cope, uh, doesn't reflection doesn't have to be helpful? Like, sometimes it can be detrimental. <laughs> it can be very detrimental. I got one that said probably never. Um, wow, to live in that headspace. <laughs> that's probably never. Living um, in the day. Yeah, um, that day so far. So, like, wow, like, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm always going and going and going, but when I'm driving, I like to think about what's happened. Well, that's one that kind of see what we're saying is you're thinking about what's happening, but you're not really putting in the quote unquote 
analysis part of it. And what's the purpose and, behind and it? And that's what makes it, yeah, the purpose yeah, what's the, what makes it. Yeah, what's the purpose behind it? What are you trying to get out of it? Um, usually after a small explosion or I drop something on the floor. So this person is basically like, after something goes completely wrong, they reflect. I want to pause on that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you should let extremes dictate how often you reflect. What about, what are your thoughts on that? No, yeah, I agree with that because then you're, the extremes are almost always negative. And like when we're yep. alluding to that if you do that, then all your reflections are going to be negative. Yeah. Because we're, we're talking about the negative now too because one, it's just a little bit more interesting conversation, but reflecting on positive stuff too has a good It's important. Yeah, it so it is important. you want to make sure that you take the time to do that. You want to do both. Like I don't think that your reflections should always come because something bad happened. Mm-hmm. You should reflect on when good things happen, but I don't think it's celebrated the same way. Right. Like nobody celebrates like this great thing happened. So let me reflect on this great thing happening. Well, because we all like the comeback story. We all like the <laughs> negative turning into the positive, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Everybody likes that. And then I'll, I'll give one more. Um, definitely a daily thing for me, just thinking about certain goals I want to meet and how to stay positive, etc. Yeah. So I think that's pretty solid, right? Mm-hmm. So then I asked, like, what are you... Oh, wow. I Actually, I had way more. I did not realize. Uh, I got a couple more that came in here. Um, snuck in they snuck in on me Um, um, here I'll I'll hit you with a couple more because a couple of these came in I want to hit these real quick Um, I've got some that says like one of the things I did oh wait 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 sorry wrong wrong one wrong Wrong one one? yeah we'll get back to this so what are you most likely to reflect on Mm -hmm. so let's go to that these are about the these are about the third question I got ahead of myself what are you most likely to reflect on Career, personal goals, health, or relationships? I would say career followed by relationships, if not vice versa. Those are, in my head, the ones that people will probably think about the most. So for me, and I didn't answer the first one, so I reflect pretty much daily, multiple times a day if I can. And then what am I most likely to reflect on? For me, it's probably like a mix of like my own goals and a little bit of like, career somewhere sprinkled in there which one do you think was the highest i i think it's going to be career uh as the highest and the relationships following it up that's what i thought too it actually was personal goals personal oh, goals was 48 percent. wow it was almost 50 percent was was personal goals i was blown away by this dude like i was shocked by this number i yeah. did not see this coming because i would think because they can see all the poll answers, right? Like they can choose all the questions. Yeah, but they, can, yeah. but they can't see. I don't know how many people can see what other people. Oh, I think you can. But you don't know them. I know how many people did the poll. No, because you know? I would think like, oh, personal girl uh, goals would include relationships and career. But if they could see all the answers, then they would see that those are, are separated. Yeah, they're separated. So I'm, I'm pretty surprised to see that. Yeah. I was shocked by the fact that it was. Well, I'm per- glad that people don't think about work all the time. <laughs> it's just you and I who think yeah. about work all the time. But no, it was personal goals at 48%, career at 22%, and then, uh, oh, I'm sorry, health relationships was at 24 So it was actually personal goals, relationships at 24 career right behind it at 22 and then health was the lowest, and I, I was kind of surprised by that. I thought health was gonna was gonna do a little bit more in that regard, but no, it fell no, behind. No, no, we're we're health is one of those things that as a country we just kind of think about doing, and then <laughs> we'll put it over here and we'll do it later. So here was the biggest one, and and I got I jumped ahead of myself, but here was a question that I put out there, and I really want to hear your your take on this. Mm-hmm. Have you ever reflected on something and made a change? 
And you can take your time on this. Yeah, like, get, buy me some time and think about this. One. Yeah, you think about this, and I'm going to go through some of these questions, right? So I got I got so many responses on this, and again, I can't read all these, and I and I just we got so many. Um, one I got was yes, I constant I do a constant um, analysis. Wow, the way this was worded, I I do a constant analysis of everything, and then I adjust. I got yep, my entire life. But more, mo, uh, most importantly, my mindset. I got many times. That's why I quit my my uh, <laughs> my career. This person said they quit their job to do coffee. They like they quit their job and now they're a coffee roaster. Um, one of the things I did was quitting journalism and became a yoga teacher. Wow! Yeah, like just, just stepped away from that. Um, I got here. Let's go into another one of these. I've reflected on how to build a life that adds to my mental health instead of disrupting it. That one to me was powerful. I want to read that again. I've reflected on how to build a life that adds to my mental health instead of disrupting it. To me, that's really, that's really powerful. Yeah. Now I got mine now. I got my easy one, which you talked about earlier, which is the health, right? Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. making yep. that change mm-hmm. right now. And then my harder one, I would think would be a work one that I want to bring up of like, in my mind for a long time, I would see people at work and think they were being lazy. Like, oh, the, what do you mean you can't do this? Just do... Do the thing. Wanna, do just what, do the thing. Do what I'm doing, right? <laughs> yeah, just like, do the knock thing. Knock it out, all right? <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't till a, a long time, embarrassingly. I guess it's not embarrassing because I thought about it's it. The truth, yeah, it's, yeah, the truth. it's the truth, though. Yeah, Where I started thinking like, you know what? To some people, work isn't their everything. It's yep. not what they're going to want to put all their effort in. And if they're getting their work done, they don't need to go and do above and beyond. Yep. Like to me, I'd be like, well, look at these projects I'm taking on. We, we should all be doing this. Yeah. Why? You're, you finish your work in four hours and then we, we just chill. Like do some more in that time. And now I'm like, no, like if their job is that, why can't they just do that? They, they have things outside of their work, yep. right? They have... Uh, personal obligations and then some people just don't learn as quickly right yep. this is something that i learned as a trainer so you can't put the same expectation on them as somebody else and i'm i'm excluding here all the the actual like people who are being lazy yeah, yeah there's a category for yeah, that there's a category there's a category for that. and but we're not put them in there there's people that don't need to give their job a hundred percent and every every business right now is going like what do you mean what do you mean a hundred percent i want to extract a 100 percent of my workers every being into this work and now i realize it's like no you don't need that if someone can put in a solid percentage some days at 60 percent some days are going to need 80 percent for catching up if they can put that in and do their job correctly yeah you don't need the hundred percent from that person. Yeah, and that's something that I had to think about and and change over a long period of time. That that took yeah. me years of thinking because I was raised to be a workaholic by my family. Like yeah. it, my my parents workaholics, like yeah. work to the bone. And to me, not giving your one hundred percent feels wrong. Yeah, but now I understand that it's not wrong. You yeah. don't you don't need a hundred percent every task you do, right? So, and we've talked about this though, yeah. and I and I want to just hit on this because I think it's something that we recognize. But I don't think that people have caught up to this. Some people's 100% at a task is only 70 to 60% of what somebody else can do. Exactly. Bottom line. Like, and I know that that's like you want to be like, treat everybody. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's way less than that. Like, treat everybody the same. And it's like, I like to treat everybody like fairly, but not equal. Right. Like, I'm sorry. There are some things that I am really good at. And I'm better than that person. 
And I, you know what? I know that not everybody has the confidence to say that. I have the confidence to say I am better than some people at some things. That my 50% is better than your 100%. And there are other things that people are way better than me. I can, I can try for days to do something that somebody else could do in five minutes. And I don't want to derail us because we'll, we'll keep going on the reflection thing. But it drives me crazy. One of my big pet peeves is when you have that situation. And instead of the company thinking, wow, that's an efficient employee. Let's keep them in there. Let's train them up. They're like, oh, well, now here, do this instead. <laughs> let's add here, more to it. You add more to it. Because yeah. what did you just teach that person? Oh, yeah. let me go slower. Because if <laughs> I go slower, it'll take me longer to do it and they won't give me more work. Yes. And, and then I, I saw that happen at work and it drove me crazy where it used to be people were assigned areas that they had to do. Yeah. And, and uh, stop me if I go too long. In the story, no, keep going. They keep would going. have their areas and the people would do the work in their areas. And some people would get really ahead because yeah. they would put in the time. Yeah. They would work that extra time and they'd have like two weeks where they worked ahead the two weeks because they have due dates on things they have to do. Yeah. They would work ahead those two weeks so that their schedules were a lot softer. And if something went wrong, they had some, they, they had, had buffer. all that free time to do it. Yeah. So it, it, it's not an easy thing to do to get that far ahead. So it would take them along. So what did the company do? They looked at that and they said, wow, some people, they, they're only doing 32, 35 hours. These people over here doing 46. You know what? Instead of your area, now it's our team's area. So if you finish early, go help them out to do their work. So what happened? company in their head was like oh they're gonna help the slack now everyone's ahead no those people were like well why am i working ahead if yeah. i get no benefit yep so they stopped working ahead yep. and now everything is yeah. due on that day and that's how things go overdue <laughs> so it drives me absolutely crazy when i see this in a company because no no people who are not seeing the day-to-day they're like no we want them to do it all it's just I had to get that out once. No, once I, I heard it talking, I was like, I, uh, companies, if you're doing this, don't do this. You know, it, that's how you you lose people. You lose people because now those people are either going to be slow and they're going to be like, oh, this is boring, I want out, or they're going to be frustrated of like, why am I having to do this extra work just because I'm good at my job? Well, that's the thing. Right. Like, we've watched this happen, especially in sports, right? Like, we've watched it. There will be an athlete that has an injury. You know they have an injury going into a game and you're anticipating they're going to have a drop-off and they still ball out. You're like, well, how did that person do that? Because they were that good before, bro. Like, they were already that good. They were already better than everybody else. So, like, their 100% is still better than somebody else's, right? So, them at 70, better than your 100. Them at 60, better than your 100. But what the issue is, it's like, there is this idea that they like everybody has to do the same thing. Mm. It's not possible. It is impossible for everybody to be at the same level. So instead of focusing on like how can you get to where somebody else is, why, why can't you maximize where you are? And that's where I personally think reflection comes in. Like for me, I have realized what lanes I don't want to go swimming in. Do I want to be the best guitarist ever? <laughs> I really do. Like I love playing guitar. I've been playing guitar since I was in high school. I'm much better at yoga. <laughs> like, like I'm much better at podcasting. I am really, I'm a great photographer. Not even, I'm a great photographer. I'm a mediocre guitar player, and it's okay. Like, I, and I practice, and I could play some songs. I could play a bunch of Adele songs, bro. Like, I got some songs under my belt. But after reflection, I don't want to put the time in to do. I don't want to put the time in to be great at it. I would much rather go take my camera and go out and like take photos. Like that's what I would rather do than sit around and play guitar for three hours. I'd rather go take I'd rather go take photo for three hours. So like it's like why can't like why is it so hard to get to that point where you can just accept who you are? Well, because the negative corporate answer is because 
if you have if for the for a regular uh, white collar job where you're at a desk, they want you to be generic because if you leave, they need to replace you, and they want you to know how to do everything so that when the other person leaves, you can replace them. You can take on their workload, and it's more risky to have people who are oh you're really good at this, you'll do that. This person's a little bit slower, but we'll let them do their own thing, things like that. So, uh, yeah, it's. It's crazy. Lot to think about. Lot to, yeah, yeah, lot, is, lot to let the the listeners kind of uh, contemplate on that. You know, there's a lot to ponder. This yeah. is a lot. <laughs> you re- can reflect. Re- yeah, <laughs> reflect on that. Reflect on everything that we threw out. But this has been so fun. Mm-hmm. I I'm really in person. In, way better. I miss this so much. <laughs> this is so. Yeah. It, it is way more fun to be in person with each other. I will say this um, as we wrap this up. I think it's really important that you start to do reflection. And the reason why I think it's important is because that way you can gain self-awareness. Yeah. Like, I want you to be the best version of yourself. And block off time. And it's going to feel silly where you're going to be like, oh, I don't want to block off time to think about these things. I already think about it. It's like, yeah, but even if you are consistent in trying that, eventually you're going to start noticing like, oh, okay, you know, this, this isn't just me thinking about what I did yesterday. It's about me learning how to apply that to my goals or, or yeah. learning how, what the purpose of that was, like you said. so It's all about that application and what it takes you next. So remember, you can find us at it's underscore probably underscore letter U on Instagram and our website, www.itsprobablyu.com. You have anything else for everybody before we close out? No, just a pleasure to be back in person. Hopefully we keep doing these again. Oh yeah, we're going to keep doing these in person. We got to go to the real studio. Like We got to go to your studio. But you know, there's babies and everything. A little more background noise now. (laughs) Just a little bit more background noise. Now, again, the theme is relax, reflect, and recharge. Make sure you go back and listen to the relaxation episode if you haven't. And if at any point you felt guilty during this episode, it's probably you. (laughs) 